Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Infuse with Light. Today it is my great pleasure to be joined by Carmel Crinian from Sanctum Healing, who has been an integral part of my journey. So Carmel is an energy and sound alchemist who offers a unique healing technique directly learned from the ancient master, delicately curated over the years to bring a blend of the next level of healing to the lives of those who find her. She transforms people from fear to power, fine-tuning their frequency like a divine conductor, offering them a clear lens on their life. When in her presence, you will feel listened to, safe, and witness how she facilitates energetic change to align you to your true desires. Anyone experiencing physical, emotional, or mental resistance to living the life they desire should be ready to hear her say, a world of magnificent change awaits you. Surrender and trust will open the door to change. In her words, static is not the norm. You are and have all the power you need to change your life. She helps you harness that power so you can propel your life forward with speed, not painful slow steps. One of her favourite lines is, stop residing in your uncomfortable comfort zone. Be willing to get uncomfortable. It really is the way of the few who know that life is a journey with no destination. And on that note, a big welcome to my teacher and mentor, Carmel. Carmel. Thank you very much. Yes, the name change. Yes, name change. That name change has been coming for quite a number of years and I finally stepped into it. So that's interesting that that's the first thing that comes up today, isn't it? Yes. So how did, how did, well, maybe we'll just start there. How has that been part of your, your continual journey of like your, your soul's purpose and identity? I felt like Carmel, Carmel had evolved so much and um, I had a conversation with a client of mine several years ago and she had changed the spelling of her name after a significant change in her life and it was pretty much the same name but a little bit of spelling made all the difference and I felt back then, that must have been about five years ago, I felt back then that um, my, my name needed to evolve in some way and a, a way that was going to mean a lot but only have that very small change like like most things in life it's the tweaking that makes all the difference and yeah it's taken me five years to actually um it sounds silly but to get around the 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 self-judgment and criticism and that again that's that's one of my things that I've had to overcome on on my journey you know it's and that's um not taking into account so much the the effects that it's, uh, that it's going to have on other people, what other people are going to say and think and feel and, and, and whatever. So um, like you were reading out before, it's like it's, it's all about the, the journey and there's never any destination. So the timing is always perfect. And I feel like uh, it was, you know, it was time for me, um, you know, several months ago to evolve into Carmel. So I filled in the paperwork and it's all a legal name change now. Oh, done. And it's, and that's why I stumbled because when I met you, you were Carmel. So, yeah. it, and it takes a little while for people, I guess, to embrace that change as well when we, when confronted with other people's changes, but I wholeheartedly embrace the change. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I'm super excited. Um, Carmel is my very first teacher, mentor, 
just inspired me immensely, supported me and has been the first exposure I had to channeling and light language. And so I'm, I'm super proud that it's come full circle and now that now we can have a conversation about our journey and, and how we've got to this point. Yes, my little student, you, little grasshopper. Yeah, haven't I come a long way? <laughs> you have. Oh, my gosh. It's been a, an amazing journey watching you. And, and I was just speaking to you before saying that you, you reminded me of myself. You, you found somebody who you knew was going to help you um, understand a little bit more about what you were trying to understand, even though you didn't know exactly what it was you were trying to understand and and but you just knew that you had to keep coming to those meditation classes and and having some one-on-one healing sessions to yeah they changed my life Mm, yeah and that's amazing isn't it it takes you in a whole new direction it's so alchemical um so I mean obviously we'll put all your details um in the links below but honestly it it is so important to find um and use your discernment and your intuition to find someone that really resonates with you that can support and facilitate that growth and who also challenges you because there's been many times where it's been uncomfortable in sessions where you have challenged my growth and you know it's it's always been for my highest good and even at the time if I was struggling to grasp that you've always always led me to come to my own answers and to stand in my own power. And that's, that's something I'm incredibly grateful that you've helped me with. I love that because sometimes there can be an easy way out, even for a professional or for, you know, a holistic therapist, there can be easy ways. You, you, can, you can just try and make the person feel a bit better or give them the answer that you think that they want, but I'm not into that. And you know that very well. Because that doesn't lead to growth. That doesn't lead to the exponential growth that we're all after if we can just reside in that uncomfortable comfort zone and be mollycoddled, if you like. Yeah, definitely. And I know this is very exciting, but you have a book coming out. So we're not going to spill all the secrets, but hopefully we can give you a little bit of a flavour because Carmel has just such a fascinating and enriching life and, and journey. And I think it will really help people shift shift their their perspective, shift their energy and shift maybe their direction of, of where they're headed on the journey. So where would you like to start, Carmel? Because there's such a lot to discuss. What would you like to talk about most today? Well, when I began the book, it was going to be a, a, a journey describing the unlocking of what I now do in my life. Because if you had told me 10 years ago that I would be where I am today, I would have been the first one to to just laugh probably and because I I didn't think I had a spiritual bone in my body Um, but I'd been raised Catholic and uh, you know uh, it just it it wouldn't have made sense at all Um, enter my I guess meet hook moment or breakdown which we will go into a little bit more yeah Um, my my search for answers in what was happening in my life and why I was going through such a rough time that nobody could really help me with and so my search for answers took me on the the unlocking of a a spiritual um key and and it just led to um a couple of significant teachers and then a few significant journeys to Machu Picchu and to Egypt and that resulted in me opening up to being able to to channel and to being open to the the immense energy that flows through my body that I am that I'm responsible for 
channeling into others and helping others with and it so. and it's it's such a it's such a powerful oh like and it resonated with me so much to hear to hear you do your light language and your channeling it just causes such profound shifts and i think anyone who's into sort of sound healing if if you can sort of be open minded to this it it really is phenomenal and we were talking before that something that i struggle with is people ask me like can you teach me light language or how did it come about or and you and i were just saying that it's not something that can be taught no and that that's another thing i i believe that the days of certification um in, in some ways, are coming to an end. I believe that there is no certification available to do what I do. There's no certification available to do what you do. We, there's no school that teaches what we do. And that's because it changes constantly and we're constantly working with the current energy of where a person is. And that's not the same today as it was yesterday. And I don't use the same techniques and methods in one session as I do to the next. So there's no... There's no priority in, in ways of, of steps um, to follow. And it's impossible. Wouldn't you agree? It's impossible to, to be certified and to teach somebody a language of light or a language of... Well, it's so personable. Mm. It's so individual. It's highly individualised. And it's also your connection with the divine or whatever chosen word you like to, to call that. But it, it is, it's highly intimate in a sense. And I didn't really understand that until working with you to the extent that I have, what that kind of meant. That's a, a great word to use. It's a very intimate journey and that, that one-on-one uh, facilitation of the sessions brings about everything that's available to that person in that moment. And that's why often a person might come to me in, in a session and say lay out on the table what they want or what they expect you know for example I have a really sore shoulder every nothing works I need you to heal this shoulder and we may dive deep into doing some deep energetic work uh, in their reproductive organs Um, or it might be some deep heart work and it might go to a relationship to a person that they've had a long time ago for example so it's, it's like what makes sense uh, you've got to throw out the window when you go into this sort of work. You, we just cannot make sense of what happens in a session uh, because it's not always conducive to the results that you seek, the path that we take to get there. It's, it can be a very roundabout way. However, the, the results um, are, are just incredible because if you if you dive into that that side path or that um, detour, that therein lies the answer to the healing of the the thing that's bothering you, whether it be a physical pain or an emotional uh, pain or you know a, a a mental issue, a mental health issue, whether it be anxiety, depression, or a chronic illness. Um, all and, it's, and it's so surprise. It will surprise you what. And I have written down in my journal that for when I very first started seeing you, and I know it's something that you would often um, sort of um, recite <laughs> quite religiously in our meditation sessions. Like you get, you don't get what you want. You get what you need when you come to see you. I love that. Yes, that's so true, yeah. isn't it? And I, I remember writing that down because I also went in there very, I mean, open-minded to an extent, but still 
very oblivious and still very much asleep and in the dark. And I did go in there with I want to resolve X, Y and Z. And what unfolded was completely different, but that was all how it was meant to be. I wouldn't want it any other way. Hundred percent. It's it's uh, like a lot. Well, let's face it. Most people want um, relationship issues fixed, or health issues fixed, or job or money issues fixed. They're the big ones, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're the, yeah. They definitely yeah. are the, yeah. the all-consuming ones. They yeah. are because we're physical beings, and those are the things that we we live day in and day out. And we might come in and, and almost demand that you know I want to know why I can't hold this man or why I can't you know stay in a relationship or why I can't get a job that I'm happy in and we we work backwards into everything that has led to you being in the place that you are so if you're not getting what you want you need to to be brought to a place that you can understand that you are your own worst enemy but you don't know it yeah Mm. And also something that you were fantastic at was pushing, and I think, you know, we said it in that beautiful introduction, like be willing to get uncomfortable and get out of your comfort zone because that is where the real shifts and changes take place. But it's so icky sometimes and vulnerable being in those those spaces and places. Yeah, and, and we're, we're very much in, a, in an apologetic society. We're always apologising for what we've said or how we are or what we're doing or for not doing this or for not being there. And deep down, we're all a bunch of liars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> call all, it out, Carmel, yeah, call it look, out. Look, I believe we're all a bunch of liars, we're all a bunch of prostitutes, we're all a bunch of victims and, and children because they are the lower fear archetypes that we reside in continuously. And when you're in one, you're pretty much in all of them in some larger or smaller way and just to you know elaborate on that a little bit to you know to be in that that sabotaging um, energy or the victim energy um, it it makes us want to like I I was leading into where we're all apologetic you know apologizing for being who we are but we're not really we're not sorry if we say something that's the truth and then we say, oh, sorry about that, or didn't mean to feel your hurt, hurt, hurt your feelings, or the, the classic, with all due respect, and oh. go and, and <laughs> say that. <laughs> the caveats. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. We sort of, you know, give ourselves a, a way out of things. So speaking the truth is the thing that will help rise you above being in all of those energies that, that make you sell yourself short or not value yourself enough to actually speak the truth because not only are you not valuing yourself when you say half-truths or have a little white lie or not speak the truth because usually you're trying to protect yourself or protect another person. But in doing that, okay, protecting yourself, fair enough, that's your journey. But if you do little white lies or only tell half-truths to protect another person, you are preventing that person from having their journey because you're not telling them the truth of a situation as because you think it might hurt them. Whereas what that person has needed, you've you've been a part of their story by coming into their life in a certain situation and then you've halted it because through fear of, you know, not being accepted or not being liked or hurting someone's feelings, you tell a different version of your truth. You water it down because what any of the above reasons. Mm. So can you see how that's going to then 
prevent another person from having the journey that they were meant to have by coming into interaction with you? Yeah, it's all about, I think, something that I'm still learning is coming back to my authentic self. Like, is this really feeding my highest timeline and am I being authentic? And with my recent light language erupting the way it did, I was really embarrassed by it. I found that very hard to talk about. It's only been recently that I've started to embrace it. And like when you were just saying, of course, you're always tuning in and on point that why, why, why am I not embracing these gifts and who I am and being afraid for people to know that this is in me? Mm. I, I don't, it's like operating from, uh, from shame in a sense, which is a terrible place. It's still in the fear paradigm. And I remember also when you, um, were talking to me about those archetypes, I was quite confronted by that. I mean, the saboteur kind of made sense to me, but when the word prostitute came out, I was a little bit, I had quite a bit of resistance. But once you had explained that to me in the capacity and I was like, yeah, I do do things. I do sell myself short. I do overextend myself. And sometimes mm. it's we don't want to listen to those hard truths as well. That's right. And we're, we also live in a world of, comparison and really caring what other people think oh yeah and that that it, it's we then end up selling ourselves so much shorter than our actual value whether that's the prostitute energy you know selling ourselves shorter value yeah so when you say that you felt you know ashamed or embarrassed or uh, maybe even guilty that other people didn't have it and you were the one who has it, that all of those things come into play when you have something that you feel these things about. And taking yourself into the reasons why that you feel funny about sharing it with other people, number one, you've got to try and explain it and it's not an easy thing to explain without having a little bit of a background story. Um, but we're all conditioned and that's part of the conditioning residing in that fear-based um, place of where those four major archetypes are and we just you know we jump from one to the other and if uh, we're not too much in the prostitute today we own who we are and we say who we are well then we might fall a little bit into um the saboteur and yeah. then we might sabotage our... my favorite <laughs> yeah that's right well it's my favorite too and that's why I'm you know a lot of clients find me because they're very much in their, their saboteur as well and that's something I'm very familiar with. But I've also been very much in my prostitute energy as well and been a, a people pleaser. And oh, all yeah. people pleasers are definitely in their prostitute energy. And, and I think the vast majority of people are do what we do want to please other people. We want to say what they want to hear. We want to do what they want, you know. And, um, and then the opposite side of that, we might then stand up for ourselves. But if we stand up for ourselves in a way that's not empowered, we then go into our child and we go, I deserve that. I want that. Or oh, impetulant, and, yeah. And that's just a petulant child demanding. So that's not empowered. So can you see how you can jump from one lower archetype to the other thinking that you've actually healed or, or, or jumped up a notch but you haven't because then you might go into the victim and say, well, that person doesn't belong here. Why me? And why did I have to do that? And what happened to me? And blah, 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 blah. We'll fall back on our stories. So we do this jumping from lily pad to lily pad, you know, in this, uh, in this little world that we're in. And we think and, – and then we get other people to – back our story going that's right it's not fair he yeah, should to validate it we do we get validation all around us we call the people that we know will validate put more energy to it 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep the man yeah. going. That's yeah. right. So it's realising that we're jumping from one to the other to the other to the other, but we're not actually making any uh, vertical change. Yeah. We're just and, going horizontal. And that whilst we're talking about that, it kind of leads me to what um, I've always found so fascinating is this meat hook concept, which we'll get into. But healing is commitment. It really is. And it's not linear. It is not. And like you just said, there's so many ways we can, well, I guess, fool ourselves in a way mm. and and pull the wool over our eyes of like, I'm healing. But in actual fact, if you sometimes can get very honest with yourself, because I, I was so good at lying to myself, like I was mm. a master at it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm healing. I've, I've healed this. I've done that. I don't need to do that. I'm moving forward. And then you go spiraling back down. Once in a session, you had explained the beautiful analogy of the meat hook which I'll let you um, Mm -hmm. divulge but I feel like in order to to where true healing happens is in this meat hook process so I would love you to maybe talk us through Mm. what that is and and I think a lot of people are actually going through that with how the world currently is because there's been time for us to do it so Mm. that should become a bit clearer as we go on 100% I'd love to thank you well, the meat hook moment, um, it's, it's the journey of Inanna, the, the queen of the world, and it's, it's, a, it's a, a tale, if you like. So uh, Inanna, the queen of the world, um, the queen of the earth, she one day was uh, given a vision where she had to visit her sister, who was the queen of the underworld. So she prepared herself in her finest uh, garments and, and jewels and crown and, and everything that she had. And she went to the entrance to the underworld and began her descent. And along the descent to the under the world, underworld, there were the steps. And there were seven different stations at these steps. So she began her descent. And then after a little, a little part of her journey, she was stopped by a guard and asked to hand over her crown. So she handed over her crown and she continued her descent. And then she was stopped again after a little while and by another guard and asked to hand over her, her scepter and her ring, which she handed over. And this continued and she handed over her robes and her shoes and all of her garments and all of her jewels. So when she, began, when she reached the bottom of uh, the, the stairway to the underworld, um, she was in darkness and she was bare naked. And she was greeted by her sister who approached her and then lifted her onto a meat hook. And so she was lifted onto this meat hook where she hung for the next three days. And very, very quickly, all of the flesh of her body disintegrated and disappeared until nothing but uh, bone was left, just white, pure white bone was left, just skeletal bone. And at the, the very end of the third day... Then her sister came back and lifted her skeleton off the meat hook. And as soon as the feet touched the floor, uh, the, the flesh began to rebuild very, very quickly. And so she stood there in her new flesh. And then she, the, the story goes that she ascended back up the stairs and, and, and gained all of her finery on the way back up the stairs. But the real story is at the bottom because during those three days, and three is a magical number, during those three days she dropped, she began, in the first day she would have dropped a lot of skin and a lot of 
programming and and everything that resided in the surface layers of her skin and and everything on the outer. Then it got deeper and deeper over the following two days. So everything that began to to disintegrate from her was deep stuff. It was in her DNA. It was stuff that was everything that wasn't just pure bone and everything that was in flesh and in muscle and in tendons and in veins and everything that flowed through her that made her a human being was disintegrated. And that means everything that your soul brought forth, all the pain of the past life memories and and everything that we brought forth, that was disintegrated. So when she came back again, when she hopped off that meat hook and was rebuilt again, she had um, rid herself of all the pain that she had been carried and and the excuses and the memories and the soul memories and the painful memories. Now, in life, when when I talk about going through our meat hook moment, we often go through a meat hook moment, but we often don't make it past maybe half a day or a day on the meat hook, if that makes sense. So like I said, three days is going to remove everything, but half of us hang on a meat hook for a day um, in inverted commas, yeah. hang on a meat hook for a day. And it's a little bit painful. And we, we come off and we think, oh, that's so good. I'm rid of this, I'm rid of that. Now, that meat hook for us might be a deep meditation. It might be some healing. It might be going into, it might be going on a retreat, doing some soul searching, some soul healing, some regression therapy. And it might just be being in a deep depression or a yeah. place of anxiety. And I don't think there's many people who haven't been there. So, you know, we, we go into those quiet spaces and those deep, dark places where we just feel like, oh, my gosh, something big is changing. I just don't want to be here. And we even get to the place where we sort of go, I think I'd rather check out because my life is just so dark right now. Yeah. And if that's happening, you're in a dark place and everything's going wrong, that's a blessing in disguise. That's a meet up moment. That's opportunity for massive growth. And so... I instruct people to, or I encourage people to look at when they're at their lowest points in their life, to look beyond that. And, and I've got friends who tell me when I'm, when I'm in a bad place and, and they talk to me and they say, you're the only person I know who says, oh my God, this, that and the other, but it's actually really good. It's actually really <laughs> good that I'm here <laughs> because even in that dark moment, I can see the blessing that this will bring me on the other side. I can't, I have no idea what it will be, but I know that there's going to be another side to it. And I'm, I've been there enough times to know that I need to stay here and experience it and just let it be and be in the silence, be in the space of darkness and not try and stop crying or not try and distract myself out of it. Mm. Yeah. And so many people, like you said, don't want, I didn't want to, when I, Maybe two years in from when we first met, I I started to, it was when mum passed away and I started to tone occasionally in my ascension when my awakening was kind of really ramping up. But I went through a huge depression, like really, really, yeah. And not wanting to be here, very suicidal thoughts. But I just, and I just remember you saying to me, yeah, but, once you get to that sludge and that's when you explain the meat hook to me and I did I felt like part of me was dying like I really felt like when you're on in in that meat hook sort of analogy there's so many aspects of you dying but mm-hmm. now on reflection I can look back and honor that that had to happen because 
I couldn't carry that stuff with me to where I am now. So it was pushing me to this new place. And so I was going to ask you, what sort of things did you learn from your meat hook moment, if I can be so bold? Absolutely. Oh, well, that's what it's all about, isn't it? I mean, the proof's in the pudding, isn't it, so to speak? We all know the answers. Um, Gee, I I guess I've learned that my intuition is the number one thing that's going to get me through this life. And I've learned that intuition can be easily confused with opinion and fear and Mm. sabotage. And that's a huge lesson and it's still an ongoing lesson. And when I follow my intuition to the T, regardless of what I need to do in the process, which can often be scary, it can mean leaving a job, it can mean moving house, it can mean stepping out of a relationship, it can mean speaking up and saying something that might potentially, um, you know, put you in a bad place or in bad stead with, with other people. So when I began speaking my truth and listening to my intuition and doing and saying the things that I knew I had to do, for instance, I gave away half of my classes that I was teaching at the gym, not, you know, not even thinking about the, well, I did think about the financial implications it would have on me because that was, that's, you know, a a good chunk of my income. And, and at the time it was a really good chunk of my income. And, but I, I sat on it for a few months and then I, I just got more and more uncomfortable. I was, I was sitting deeply in my uncomfortable comfort zone of just being comfortable but I was so deeply uncomfortable and I finally gave them away and I felt a big load just got off my shoulders. And during that time, I had so much clarity of what I wanted to do next. So my book began uh, the writing process. I found my author coach and, and then time went on and I listened again and I, I, um, you know, I, I moved house and then more things began to unfold. I had more opportunities in a space with, um, with brand new clients that I, that I was working with. So each time I let go of something that I thought I had to cling to, that's the magic of this. When I got out of my uncomfortable comfort zone, let go of something that I thought I had to cling to, um, I, I found that the work that I love doing was much more available to me and people would, were just finding me. And I found that I was finding much more happiness in the job that I was doing at the gym because I love my instructing, but the hours weren't really suiting me at the time. And now I've got the hours that are absolutely perfect for fitting into the life that I want. So, and moving house, I've moved out from a home that served me well for a long time. But again, I sat in an uncomfortable comfort zone uh, for a little while. I didn't sit in it for too long, um, but I kept on weighing up options and thinking that, you know, oh, it wouldn't be the best move for this person or that person until I just took charge, made the decision I need to, to, made, to make. And I cleared out so much baggage, physical baggage that had been weighing me down heavily for the past 12 months or so and lightened up my life. And now I'm living on the top floor of, of a beautiful apartment building overlooking um, the Blue Mountains and, and beautiful greenery and with floor-to-ceiling 15-foot windows. And it's exactly where I need to be. So my whole yeah. life has elevated and escalated on every single level. Yeah, and I think it's – thank you so much for sharing. I think it's so vital that we do share that with people. So like we said, you know, we practice what we preach. We're not just like, here's, here's a concept, mm. off you go. Mm. Um, 
we have both popped out the other side of that. Now, I would like to ask, what can people expect in your book? Obviously, without giving it away, but like, what what types of things can people expect oh, from this great book? I love writing this book so much because. You know that over the years in our meditation sessions, I've told many stories and I know that... I love them. Yes, and that's what everybody says. Oh, your stories. I love your stories. I've put all my stories in the book and more, even more stories that I've considered very personal, but I've thought this is important to share because what if someone else needs to hear my story that I sort of was maybe a bit embarrassed about sharing or thought that it didn't really mean anything to anybody else? Um, stories about how this happened upon me. Um, I bring a little bit of my childhood into it, stories from my childhood. I bring in lots of very personal moments that happened as I was going through the early processes thinking that I was absolutely crazy and things that happened to me um, that are probably going to be a little bit unbelievable to people, but I'm just being in my raw, honest truth in this book because that's what it calls for. Um, I'm being honest about the relationships that I've been in and that I've um, been in and out of. And um, what else? Just the, the, um, the processes that I went through that have taken me from one level to the next. For instance, when I was at sacred sites in both Machu Picchu and Egypt, what exactly happened? And what happened behind the scenes when I was alive? Oh, I love all those stories, yes. but we won't divulge yes. them. But yes, and your, the... your very favourite one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yep. Egypt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I just, I, I, I guess it's, it's a little bit of, I'm a bit of a storyteller during my book, but it, I sort of bring all of everything together, sort of I glue it together to make sense of where I am now. Yeah, but that's what I, I think that's a, a beautiful thing. Uh, and that's why I'm doing this podcast. We all need just to share the information to help each other to keep growing, to keep sharing, to keep that community because it can be very isolating. And I did find it incredibly isolating. And if I didn't have you, I often shudder to think what would have happened to my mental health state and just just my general well-being. I really mm. am incredibly grateful and the more I trust into the universe being there for me, the more it delivers. And that was a big lesson. I'm still learning it. Um, some days are better than others about trusting the process. And and I think it's magical. You, When I first met you, you probably never would have thought you'd write a book. Never in a million years, no. But, no. yeah, just like I said, I never thought I'd be doing the work that I'm doing. So I, I'm a great believer in never say never. And, yeah. and you never know what's around the corner. And that's why... I also say, like you read in the beginning, you know, there's there's no destination. If we no. if we are constantly thriving to get there and to get there, there is no there because ultimately no. when we get there, what we thought was being there isn't there because we've conditioned ourselves, we've grown so many, we've grown so much on the steps towards getting there that by the time we get there it has no, uh, nothing that resembles what we thought being there would be like because we've grown so much on the journey. Exactly. Yeah. I always remember Abraham Hicks saying, you never get it done. Like we never get it done. Yes, and we don't. And and I love that because that makes me just look at every single day for the blessing that it is. And that sounds a little bit corny, but um, I do stop and, and just smile. And my smile, you know what 
um, you know, when my higher spirit comes through me, my whole face just lights up and I, I can just... You know, and your body. Yeah, my whole <laughs> face and body just lights up yeah. because I'm so in tune with this deeper connection and I don't even know mm-hmm. how deep it goes. But it's like something else comes into my body and it's like the me from Ooh. a thousand years ago who has just this great... Um, innocence, yet great wisdom and everything wrapped into one and somehow knows this secret. And when that all comes together, my face lights up with the biggest smile and it's just an authentic feeling that comes from a place that I don't quite understand, but I feel into it and it's the most magical feeling in the world. Yeah, as a, yeah. And it's, that's what I think, mm-hmm. like alignment. Like those moments, those those slithers of, and I milk it when I'm in there. So, what is the title of your book? Where can people it's get it? Unlocked. How can we find it? And it is in the process of uh, editing right now, and so I hope to have it yep. out um, in its rawest form um, in two months' time. So let's say September, October. But I will definitely um, let you know. Yeah, I'll let you know when the pre-sales are on. Yeah, so I'm excited to read it. Yeah, yeah, and then it'll be out quickly. Yes, please. I just wanted everyone to – I wanted to get into the book thing because I know that you and I could talk and talk and talk. So I wanted to throw that in there before we kind of get carried away. Um, it's very, very exciting and congratulations. That is a phenomenal achievement to have happen. So mm. where to now? We could talk about – so, so many topics. Is there anything that's been floating around your ether well, that I you want to uh, talk about? Well, I think it's to talk about where we are right now and the opportunity um, about the, the year that we're in 2020 and all that it has brought with it. And that's another way of, um, that's another subject entering into of making the most of where we are at the, at the moment. So wherever you are in your life, rising above the fear of the current situation is going to be your best friend and seeing the blessing in the opportunity that brings in where where you're not seeing it. Because if you're not seeing an opportunity, then you're not looking enough or you're not feeling enough or you're not trusting your intuition intuition enough or you're just continually um, busying yourself with stuff, with external stuff that's not going to feed your internal mind. So I think that it's really a good time to talk about inner work and not in a way that a meditation retreat or a yoga retreat will take you this is something yeah this is something different yeah let's talk about that word inner work because that can really be so confusing and people often think oh that's me reading a book doing Mm. some exercises um that's that's Mm. not my definition of it so can you Let's let's dive deeper into that. So inner work. So we've just explained mm. the meat talk, which is obviously a big component of allowing a lot of that inner work to come. But it doesn't no. have to be as severe no. as that, obviously, like every time we want to inner do it. Work. So what else does that look like to you? So instead of going and getting a massage or a facial or whatever it might be, inner work can be having the conversation that you find it really difficult to have because that's going to be – that's going to lift so much more stress from you on every level – than a massage will do long term. So the massage is in the moment, the meditation is in the moment, the facial is in the moment, but having a conversation that's really difficult to have or making a lifestyle change that's very difficult to make and, and just committing to it um, or, or 
choosing, like, like I did not long ago, to start packing boxes in your house because you know you're going to move. Um, you know, so instead of going out and doing those things, begin to make the steps to the changes that you want to see in your life that's going to actually change you. Mm. Yeah, and incrementally there will be, there will there be. Will be so, huge shifts. You know, we might talk about when... forgiveness, we might talk about acceptance, but I think the bigger words to talk about are perspective and perception. And I've said that for a long time, as you know. Mm. So to, yeah. to do self-care work is to go and, and look at the situations in our life that are troubling us, whether they be a physical, whatever they may be, look at our perception of them. So if we've got a physical ailment that we are finding it hard for our body to heal from, um, go into your body and see what that physical ailment is, is speaking to you about. So if it's, for example, if it's um, osteoarthritis or rheumatoid arthritis or something to do with the alignment of your body, a scoliosis or, um, you know, something to do with a, a rolled ankle or something. And I'm really going right into channeling mode here because I think a lot of people are going... <laughs> I love I it. A lot of people are going to relate it. to this because that's all about something being really uncomfortable and your body is getting all screwed up and crunched up and it's causing pain because you're not in alignment because you have made decisions and you have stuck to decisions that have continued keeping you out of alignment until you talk to your body and allow that misalignment to speak to you so therefore go into the scoliosis and say bent spine why are you so bent what is wrong why can't I yeah, why can't I stand tall? Yeah, investigate curious, it. Ask questions. Don't expect immediate answers. This is not what it's all about. But getting curious and being inquisitive is the biggest gift you'll ever do. It's the biggest self-care that you will ever, ever, ever give yourself. Becoming curious in your own body, in your, your mind, your body and your spirit. That is so good because when my light language started to come into effect, that's the only way that I develop this relationship to sit down with it every day and ask questions like, you know, like why is this happening? Or and because I suffered neurologically a lot of migraines and things, I was like, is this why I suffer extreme headaches in my upgrades? Like asking all those questions and the information is for me. It's not for anybody else. So it doesn't need to be shared. And it's a very one hundred percent. That's right. Practice. And the books are helpful. You, as you know, I've got a few books here that, uh, you know, one of them is called All Is Well and Your Body Speaks Your Mind and it gives little clues and, and it's, it's, they're, they're excellent books, the ones that give you the metaphysical um, clues into different things that are happening in your body. They're excellent books. But everyone's, like you said, it's going to have that personal message. So your neurological things will um, be, will, they'll, they'll only be for you. So while there are standard things that, that may be misaligned, maybe scoliosis might have a standard um, little blurb about what it's all about, yours is going, you, the root cause of yours is going to be unique. Yeah, and it stems from your trauma and your experience, like whatever it is, it's all 100%. in and your blueprint. we're going really. next is that our soul is not going to have much of a place going forward because I think our, the days of our soul being um, meaningful, and this is going to sound triggering for some people, the days of our soul being a meaningful part of our evolution are over because our soul was designed to hold on to so much trauma. 
and, and remind us of why this happened and yeah. why that happens and why, why our bodies do this and that and the other. But so many of us have risen to a place um, where we, we understand more that there are correlations between what's happened and why we, why we might have a, um, a fear of men or a fear of sex or a fear of money um, you know, in whatever capacity that might be, or a fear of good health or a fear of ill health, that usually we can always stem it back. If we go into a past life regression or something, our soul has held onto trauma from the past life, it's carried forward. We have this unexplained fear of all these silly things that we, excuse me, that we can't make sense. They hold us back and... Um, hold us back. We can't make sense of. So who, why, well, they, if we're at a place now where yeah. we can and we are at a place, otherwise we wouldn't be getting these messages. Some, some of us wouldn't be getting these messages. Why can't we say, thanks, soul. It's been nice knowing you and thanks for all the messages and healing that you've brought us and I know that it's time for next level for whoever it might be. And it's going to be, um, it's going to be so what in, does... in increments. So some people will be ready for this right now. Other people will start getting ready for it. Yeah, that's kind of making me get the tingles because I was going to say to you, People, my mind obviously goes kind of into analytical mode. So if there's, if the, if it's not the soul, is it replaced by something? Because for me, I feel like it's a frequency. It's, it's like simply this bandwidth of frequency. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So we don't. We, yeah. Yeah. Just, we don't yeah, lose anything. Universal. But we gain everything. Because it's all one. It's all, and that's that's why I've been really reading about quantum. Because everything and anything exists and hasn't hasn't been. And it's all. It's just in that field, like it is, that's and it right. wasn't, and it has, and it will be. It's oh, like mm. everything and anything. That's all right. potentialities. It, it's it's unlimited uh, potential which, that we're yeah. going into, and if we don't allow the past traumas to disintegrate, then like everything disintegrates. And let's let's face it, we're in, you know, we're in bodies. They're going to disintegrate someday. So therefore, our evolution is continual. And why would we want to? continually walk in old shoes if we could see the new ones leading to this amazing new place and unlocking new potential that we'd never even thought of before that's so true and mm. look, it's it's very obvious the world is physically changing like from a very 3d physical perspective geographically environmentally obviously with what's going on in the world things are changing so it only makes sense that we have to evolve like evolution is our that's, right. that's what we're here to that's do, right? right? To evolve, not to stay I mean, stagnant. How many years have we been upgrading our phones on every upgrade? If that's not a clue to what's going on in yeah. like every part, every <laughs> aspect of our lives, I don't know what is. How how could that not be a sign? <laughs> yep. That's yeah, right. So it's like if you're not Constant upgrading, upgrades, there's something wrong. You're going to be running on an old program and you're going to be obsolete soon. Well, hmm. Yeah, and what about? Oh, sorry, I was just going to say something. All these little gems that you have said to me in our course of knowing each other are popping back into my head, and they're obviously flying in for a reason. Another, so Carmel used to just give the best oh, images when we were having meditations or channeling or, or individual sessions. And I remember you saying, you know, what's your next mm-hmm. now moment? What's the next now moment? And I feel like that's what we're mm-hmm. in now. Like, we can't keep going back. It's, and you, gave the the image of like the path crumbling behind you and I always think of that what's my next that's, now that's moment? so true and I love that you remember moments. all the little things because they're, they're so poignant and those 
those analogies that's that's one of the things that I do in my session uh, my sessions I provide analogies that are just you know for that person and for that session and it's it just helps you helps us put things in a perspective like going back into perspectives of um, making sense of it in our logical mind because we do have to do yeah before we kind before we kind of wrap up, I think that would be something useful to talk about if you don't mind. Like, what are your services? What can people expect? You know, it can be, you know, I mean, obviously I've been seeing you for years and we have a great relationship, but it still can be for people who are very early on their path. It, it can still be quite confronting. So for everyone out there who's maybe like hesitant or wants to know that listens to this, like what what can they expect? Mm, okay. and why great should they question. book a session? Thank like, well, yeah. People will find me who are meant to find me. That's that's the number one thing that I, I will say. I will come into their life um, at the right time. They'll they'll find me somehow, whether it be on this podcast or on YouTube or on you know um, Facebook or whatever. If and that's what I always say when when a person comes through my front door um, and they sort of say, "I'm not really sure why I've come. I just knew that I had to." And I'm, I'm like, congratulations, because that's your intuition speaking. So they come and what they can expect in that session, they get, they, a lot of people get nervous in their sessions. I don't know what to expect. And you can probably attest that I just begin with a simple conversation just about what's, what's happening in your life? Where are you? What do you work? You know, yeah. what's your family? But then, then after a very small amount of time, I'll hone in on something and that will be the thing that is the thing that you need the most in that session. And it may not be apparent to me until the very moment that I'm speaking about it, and it often isn't because that's just the way this gift that I have works. And there's no way that I prepare for a session because it all unfolds in the moment. And where you are in the moment, you're going to get what you need the most and it's going to unfold just perfectly. So you, you might come for a physical, like I said before, you might come for a physical or a mental um, health issue. It might be anxiety that you're coming from or, or it might be um, a, a relationship issue, which a lot of people are, are experiencing in one of their many relationships in their lives. Um, I, I help to uncover the, the beauty that you don't see in yourself and once that's uncovered and your whole perception of yourself changes that's when we can unlock the beauty in the relationships that you have and it it happens like magic would you agree yeah it happens like magic because oh, it unfolds totally. beautifully and like i said there's no script and i do not have a method of seeing new clients old clients whatever each session no. is a brand new session regardless of how many times you have been, and and it can be, and it, it's not like lay down on the table and let's begin. Like you and I have moved <laughs> rooms. Like sometimes, you're like yes. nope, this isn't the right room. We've yep. moved room. Mm -hmm. You've made me hold stuff. Like it's been. Mm. We've done massage. There's been a lot of, and I think that's something as well to um, put out there is that just because you're an energy practitioner, you know your modalities change and adapt. But that's because, like you said, so elegantly at the start you're working with that mm -hmm. person's energy it's not about us and when the channeling comes through people always want to know but what is it what is it specifically it's yep. like it's mm. it's for you it's 
it speaks on a different cellular DNA kind of level. Is that what it you does. would and liken it to? And the reason that I can get to where I'm taken is because I place myself, well, I'm, I'm constantly in a place of deep surrender because that's the reason my gift came to me because I surrendered completely and I, and I go into this in the book, the things that I walked away from in my life um, are things that not many people would walk away from because I had to make decisions that, that were very, very, very difficult to make. And as soon as I made those decisions, because the pain of staying where I was was just um, excruciating, the more awakened that I became. Um, that, so, so therefore the reason that my gifts become stronger and stronger is because I'm more and more in a place of surrender every day that I live. Mm. Mm, yeah, so that just really made me mm. get very, that made me quite teary because mm. I resonate with that too. Have you seen, um, have your gifts evolved like much in recent times? Like I kind of find sometimes I'll, I find myself with really high tones. I think, oh, I can't do that, but I'll be in the car or somewhere. And, and they that's when they decide to be like, all right, you can try this really, really high pitch frequency. That used to happen to me a lot. Happen to so you? for the first to... few years I was um, yeah. feeling everything. But, but now um, I have access to anything and everything at, at the drop of a hat. Uh, and so yeah. when, when I'm with a client, I can, I can access um, conversations and insight that I – I had no idea that I could access and also healing modalities and, and the way that I bring through the language and the sounding and, and the physical touch as well, the energetic physical touch. Um, uh, in these times, I don't have to physically touch though. That's <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, yeah, we can be safe. Yeah. Yeah, yes, it's, we can. It's, we it's can. a very, very energetic thing. Yes. Yeah, like we do them when I've been overseas and stuff. We've just done them on Skype, That's and right. it still I've, felt I've all the way in New York, <laughs> in in Italy and Mexico and you know Canada and all over the world, like you. So um, it it doesn't matter. But I do love the one on one. You know, when the person's here, I, I still love those sessions. Yeah, and they truly are for anyone listening. They are, if, and I'm sure lots of you have had them that are listening. They are magical and they are so different. And that's what I love. Like, that's why I keep going back to you because I'll be at a different point and it's just always, mm. it's always yeah. so profound. And it, it just, it, because also when you are doing your own energy work, I can't, I can't heal myself necessarily. Like we, it's also important yes. to note that yes, that's we right. still need still to see people. Like, I see every now and then and... Um, however, from the very beginning, I've been able to do a lot of my own healing and, and that's something that I'm really, really grateful for. So I get to the place where I put myself on the table and, I, and, and then I surrender and then things begin to happen all around me and I can feel it. And, and it's another thing that I go into in the book, how my sons have actually seen the energetics of that happen because they have both been gifted with a, a beautiful third eye um, ability. So it's, it's really astounding to know that I can put myself on the table, call upon the energy, have it come, surrender to it, yeah. and then my son could walk in the room and just stop at the door and actually see energetically 
what was happening in the healing. It's uh, just amazing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Can oh, I just say I love goosebumps. my life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Well, I'm just I'm so happy. And perhaps um, something, a final question I would like to ask you, what words of advice or wisdom do you have to people who might be starting to channel or speak light language? Because I do feel like the community is getting quite, it's, it's sort of becoming more accepted now sort of like how reiki was you know 20 30 years that was so so foreign light language and channeling sort of seems to be coming a little bit more acceptable so for people who are experiencing like these beautiful gifts coming through it doesn't have to obviously present in our our sort of way Um, what would you say to them surrender to it and and see where it goes and don't be fearful of it being a bad thing because i think that's something that we are we're moving away from all those low fear-based energies when we begin to bring our gifts in. So when I got my gifts back in, um, it was 2012, 2011, 2012,, um, I, it was very tough because I found a lot of very dark and very dense and heavy negative energy. And while that was a reflection on what mm. I was carrying inside me, I feel like the whole, the prior to 2012, where the, the whole energy changed in the world, that there was a very dense energy. And we, as, as, a, as a planetary planetary being, we were making a big shift together. So for people who are finding that they're getting gifts coming through and they want to channel or they want to, you know, tone or whatever it might be, or they feel energy coming through their body, surrender to it and be that, that the, the good old uh, thing, be curious and be inquisitive about it and sit with it. And don't be afraid to ask questions and then make yourself available for the answers when and how they come. And, and number one, uh, don't yeah. compare yourself to anyone else. Yeah, that's so important. And I'm going to leave us with a lovely <laughs> Carmel gem that I wrote in my book is that it was to show up mm-hmm. when those gifts are happening to, because I will only get as much out of it as I'm giving it like they're giving like this consciousness or source or whatever you want to call it is providing me with this gift I should also meet them at the table to engage like you said and 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 show up for them just as much as they're there for me and to always express gratitude that's a beautiful way to finish and I'm so glad that you took a lot out of it and and I just want to say that I'm so so proud of you and just so happy for you that you're now doing what you're doing you've stepped into your big girl shoes and you know I never would have thought I'm very very proud that I have been a mentor to you and an example um, of someone who has known how to surrender and you know, bluffed my way through certain parts of my journey, fallen over many times, but not really been embarrassed about it. Just got up again and brushed myself off and thought, well, this is a part of, you know, letting things go, letting things like people's opinions and shame and embarrassment just go. Yeah. And the universe, I never, ever used, I used to think the universe was against me. I used to really have this us versus them I used to feel so alone. I used to feel so incredibly mm. hard done by. And it wasn't until I sort of, I think having someone like you in my life, it's, you have to, I'm so grateful, like I truly am. So I really appreciate everything you've done for me because it has genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, completely oh, changed my that's life. beautiful. I, I so much <laughs> appreciate your words. That's absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much for having me.
Yeah. I can't wait. I'm sure we'll have plenty of other topics and I'm so looking forward to your book Unlocked coming out. I will put all of Carmel's details in the link when we post this so you can find her and her many wonderful talents. So thank you so much for joining us today and uh, we'll see you on another episode.